You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What up, everyone? This is the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is Sean. My name's Charlie. My name's DJ. And this is a podcast where we tell scary stories and, you know, we make jokes. If you're offended by good jokes, then you can get out of here. Or if you're easily scared, also get out of here. Not the pod for you. (laughs) And that's okay. Guys, also, if you're here for the stories, look in the description in the timestamp we got there for you. Yep. You can skip right to stories. Gang. It's April. We're already one quarter of the way through the year. Damn, bro. Fast. Crazy. What were the highlights of the first quarter? Hawaii. Definitely. That was dope. Um, Is that it? Do you have any? Yeah, I already gave mine, dude. That was my highlight. <laughs> That's been pretty <laughs> tough this year. <laughs> anything Anything for you? <laughs> wow, what a <laughs> shitty first quarter. <laughs> no, Hawaii's good. Went to the hospital too, so it all balances out. <laughs> I would but. say, to be fair though, like typically my first quarter is my struggle quarter. I feel like I might have some seasonal depression because it's all cold and dark and like not real depression, but like, you know, I feel I get down because I can't just go outside whenever I want. Feel. And now I can. In fact, last weekend I got out a little bit. I was I was telling you guys before we started recording, but I drove through Tooele for the first time to get somewhere else. I was going to say, did you just randomly go out to Tooele? No, I was going somewhere else, and I was already in Salt Lake at the time, so I had to go through Tooele to get there. Have you ever heard of Ophir? No. Ophir was no. a town founded in 1870 Holy out in Utah West Desert. You know where we went to Mercer? Merker? Yes, past that. The next canyon up, you drive up this canyon, and there's this old mining town there. And there's still, like, 20 residents of this town. I'm driving through this, like, (laughs) a little sussed out, a little sketched. Like, I see somebody. Set the vibe. Like, what is it like out there? Okay. Here, I got some pictures for us here. I'm going to airdrop these to you, Deej. Out there, it's dry. Oh, 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 how how do you say it? Oh, fear. O high desert H I R. Oh fear. Grossness. Okay. Airdrop. If you've ever seen Hills Have Eyes, to some vibes. Okay. So these are some of the like places in Ophir. Okay, so you got some photos over there. And this is of Ophir, like mining town, in this canyon up in the middle of nowhere in Utah West Desert. And Like, first of all, you're driving on this road. It's paved. Eventually, you get to where it's a dirt road. And, like, I'm seeing people outside their house. Like, at least I saw one guy with, like, his kid where I was like, okay, this is okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's a kid here. I feel like nothing bad's going to happen in front of children. Yeah. And then I keep driving. And then I see, like, this old man, like, on some crutches. Um, walking outside like a house and I was like uh, I don't know why but this is scarier and they had like this wall almost and there's like a mine entrance on the wall which I decided not to go in because I know there's people around here I'm not trying to like give my back up and there's like idols almost like on this wall it's super creepy 
What? Just out in the middle of this canyon. It's super creepy. All oh, the skulls and that's <laughs> what is this? And you walked into like nobody's there. Nobody was there. What is this right here? I, I didn't get out of my car to check this out. Um, but here's there's like the entrance, like the mining entrance right there. And I drive past this. I go to I, I probably Yo, look at fake dummy though, real quick, top right. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. This whole thing was kind of unnerving. Yeah. I drive up to this Ophir campground because there's a campground past it. I could have gone further in my tiny little car because I'm just dodging all of the, like rocks in this dirt road. But then I turned back, uh, back around and came back. And when I got to this spot, there was a gang of bikers there. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I need to go and leave right now. Weird activity. Weird activity. So they all pulled up. They were all did. off of their bike and just like checking this out. Maybe they were checking this out or maybe they were doing a sacrificial like ritual. I don't know. About to add your skull to the wall, boy. I just zoomed out of there at a normal speed because I'm not trying to get pulled over in a town like this. <laughs> That's oh, big true. <laughs> you know your dream where you're escaping the cult? Yeah, dude. I feel like similar vibes could have. It is similar vibes to that. Okay, so there was bikers there? Yeah, you there sped was, away. Didn't want to get arrested. Didn't want to get arrested. So there's probably there's ten to fifteen bikers at this place now. As I'm coming back down the canyon, and at that point I'm like, yeah, I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm gonna speed at about twenty five miles an hour because yeah. the speed limit is twenty, and I'm not trying to get pulled over by some Ophir sheriff. Hell no. Um, Tembo so, in chat said that the as of 2012 the population of Ophir was 40. Okay, how, how did you hear about this place? Uh, All trails. Actually, so there's a mountain over here called Flat Top Mountain that I want to summit this summer. It's like Charlie's haircut. Flat hey. top. Um, so I'm just like trying to find my way to the trailhead. So I was looking at all these back roads, and then I noticed it went through this place called Ophir. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's probably like a Mercer or Merker type place. And then I drive up there, and it's more than Merker. They had their own graveyard too, but like at the mouth of the canyon, like Merker was. Mm -hmm. And then you drive up the canyon probably 10 minutes or so, and you get to this place. Weird. Dude, yeah, it was trippy. And then I also passed like this herd of like deer. There's like 50 deer in one of these fields. And I was like, bro, this is like very like Skinwalker vibes right now. I could be getting got right now. It's crazy how close to us it gets very rural and not okay. Like, 10 minutes that way is wild. Yeah. It's yeah. the wild west out there. It's it's like the sign right by kind of the road that comes to our house off of the main road is where it says uh, frequent wildlife crossings. Yeah. Like crazy. that's where the wildlife starts crossing because it's rural. Well, I'm glad you made it back safe. I'm going to have to go back up there again, though, to get to the trailhead to summit my mountain. Honestly, we should poke around, see if there's anything. Like I want to know why those shrines. I don't know, dude. You should find the oldest person in Ophir. Oh, fear. It was probably that dude on the crutches. And ask him. Tell me about like, this. Yo, what's up? Yeah. How long you been here? Not since 1870. <laughs> why, I you, assume, why are you crutching like, around? Why are you still here? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Uh, Sean, explain this other That was this just, other bit. This is just another like picture in the town of their town hall. <gasps> like very old West vibes. Like it was there from 1870 probably. But this is well kept. There's lights, Christmas lights. Yeah, so there's uh, people who still live here. Yeah. 
So whatever, like this could be like a historic Ophir type situation where they're like keeping it, maintaining it for tourists, maybe. Hmm. And that's why they throw the flag up and make it feel like you're not going to get kidnapped <laughs> if you come here. Yeah, but that timber is clearly like older than everyone who lives there. Potentially. Look at that door. We're blocking it kind of. But still, yeah, it's like very Eureka vibes, dude. Wild. Those places terrify me. Yeah. So just this exploring. This mailbox is new school, obviously. Like. Dude, that was like at least 2015, bro. <laughs> the, address, the address here says 55. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Well, I'm glad you made it back alive. <laughs> Me too, dude. I was a little sketched out there for a minute. Did you guys get got by any April Fool's? Negative, bro. I, I, okay. I did not. Regrettably, <laughs> I okay. I read this thing and it was like, uh, for the first time ever this year, Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights will be able to be seen from LA. <laughs> and Bro. I read that on IG and I was like, <laughs> what the hell? They're on they're on their uh, American tour right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next year will be their Australian New I was Zealand like, tour. How is that possible? <laughs> Man, global warming's real, bro. This like is this is it's changing. Greta Thornburg, get her on the, on the phone. And then, like eight seconds later, I was like, "Oh, and damn it. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, DJ and I convinced half of Utah that The Rock was coming to a restaurant, bro. <laughs> we haven't fully talked about it, but DJ and I both work together at a. Uh, at a company where they're designers, they're graphic designers. Yeah. And we had like this big marketing meeting. We're like, okay, what are we going to do? Oh, next month's April Fool's. What can we do? Uh, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. And then we were just like, let's tell Utah the rock is coming to one of our stores. <laughs> and we all kind of sat there for a while and we're like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so we did it. We made a post, did not think it was going to be a thing. And then the day of, it's getting a little more buzz. People are like messaging left and right. Is he really coming? Is Dwayne really coming? And and DJ and our and our crew are. Well, we started it off by saying there's going to be a celebrity meet and greet this Friday, not saying April first, just saying this Friday. And then we put up like a it's a it's a poly restaurant. It's like an island grill. So that so makes we put sense. up these like celebrity polys for people to guess. We had like Troy Polamalu. He was a <laughs> linebacker for the Steelers. Uh, we had the dude from Boba Fett, the actor from oh, Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah. And we had Max Holloway, who's like okay. the world featherweight, I think, champion for the UFC. And then we had The Rock as well. And people were like casting their votes. They're like, oh, I hope it's Max Holloway. I hope it's uh, Jason Momoa. And uh, we had people guessing as it got closer, the entire like ad campaign revealed a little more and more until finally Thursday we said, it's Dwayne Johnson <laughs> coming to Orem, Utah. And the hype and the engagement was kind of like this. And then the day of, it just starts going like this. And so we're like, oh, shit, people are taking this very seriously. It's starting to spread. What do we do? <laughs> we doubled down. So tagged we, The Rock in it. Bro. Dude, yeah, we tagged The Rock in it. The Rock happened to be flying that day. Okay, He was in Hawaii for like a whole week posting about that. And somebody in the comments said on Friday, the day of the event, The Rock is in Hawaii. This is not real. And a ton of people like that comment. Then literally about an hour later, the Rock posted a picture on his feed of him on his private jet. And in the background is a screen of the map following the plane, like the GPS or whatever. 
and it shows us going to the mainland, like towards <laughs> California, Utah, that direction. So then so DJ, like, oh my, this is a godsend. We're going to use it. And then DJ may or may not have allegedly made a fake tweet from The Rock <laughs> in like the most rock voice ever. It was like, we stay earth. We stay hungry. We, we devour. devour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels good to be, to breathe this mountain air. And then people, that's when people were like, holy shit, is this real? And then we were like, so it's getting bigger and bigger. What do we do? Do we back down? No, we double down. We go to the restaurant. We have a red carpet. We have VIP ropes. We set those all up and we post a story. And when we did that, people were believing and they started showing up. Holy hell, So many people were showing up. Like We said it was going to start at four or five. And there was people there at 12. Holy hell. (laughs) Families were coming. They were pulling kids out of school. One person said, I need to know if this is real because I'm buying a plane ticket right now to come meet The Rock. (laughs) And people were in the DMs being like, I need to know if this is real. I'm about to leave my job. Like, it was groups of Zoomers were pulling up. Yeah. That's so funny. It's just like all age groups. And uh, we did not expect this. And we're like, oh, shit. You have to know. This is a. You have to know. We might be shooting ourselves in the in the foot. Yes. So. But we bought. We hit what we had end up doing. So DJ and I are there. We have really nice camera gear. We have the the our whole team is there. And on Fridays, our team dresses up in all black. So we're all rock Friday every Friday. So there's like eight of us who uh, who pull up and we're all blacked out and uh, have all the gear. (laughs) We have our cameras. We have have our lighting. Backdrop like a photo backdrop. Mm And these, all these high schoolers are like, wait, is The Rock really coming? And all I said was like, I don't know, man. I just got hired to shoot an event. <laughs> and then they were like, <gasps> and they start texting and people. It was wild. Holy hell. But and then had, all they get is Wayne the Stone Johnson. <laughs> we had bought a cardboard cutout. Somebody said in the comments, watch it be an actual, or watch it be a, a cardboard cutout. <laughs> and one of the replies was, or an actual rock. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been as equally funny. That would have been fun. You have to know, dude. April Fool's. You can't trust anything. But like DJ said, we started teasing it Monday before April Fool's. I would have, I would just, I still would have been like, no. Nah. Well, you're then, smart. <laughs> Half of Utah is not. Uh, we also had, did, wait, sorry. Did you say the video with the red carpet? I just said we posted the video of the red carpet and people took it seriously. Oh, okay, yeah. Because we were actually there putting out a red carpet and people were like, wait, you guys are putting out this red carpet. Like this has to be real. Then. So it's people are showing up. Like what some red carpet will do for people. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, a couple people were pissed, and uh, this is me being objective, not biased with the company or anything, but over 90% of the people like laughed at it, Yeah, and we're going after the salty people in the comments. Some people were like, <laughs> you've lost a customer for life, and they were so the, mad. Yeah, that clown means emojis there's more for me, up in dog. the comments, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, we compensated with uh, giving away free dessert to people who got got. So that's so funny, though. but it's interesting. It's like, uh, can you not take a joke? <laughs> I get it. It's coming from a, a okay. Maybe I don't get it, but trying to give them the benefit of the Let's doubt. Do it. It's coming from a, a like corporate standpoint. It's like. We could get in legal trouble for this, uh, and where there's supposed to be a sense of professionalism. But as we get further and further into time, with tech and uh, <laughs> culture. culture, marketing, marketing, like these kind of things become more commonplace, and it's like whatever, you know. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, who cares? But, I don't think this is really hurting anyone. And I don't know if the rock 
not an absolute dickhead, he'd see this and he'd be like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm going <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These fools. Yeah. <laughs> These jabronis. Yeah. No, but, honestly, though, it's like, yeah, take a step back. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. It wasn't offensive. No. It, it, no one got hurt. Nope. It was clearly a joke. <laughs> I don't know. For me, I was like, oh, come on. Like, see, I talked to somebody Saturday that said they had seen that and they were like, no way, The Rock is coming. I was like, you idiot. <laughs> I had hella family and friends hitting me up and be like, yo, you made this post. Is this actually happening? <laughs> Tell us, cousin. <laughs> Tell us, brah. See, I've been Brada. my fair share of April foolsing other people that I can't trust anybody because I know that I can't be like trusted what? on that day. Like what? Bro, there was one time we went over somebody's house and we got these Lysol cans oh. and stuck rubber bands on the cans and threw them in their house while they were gone. Hold on. There's more. Sean, me, and Jordan got into a full-on pranking war <laughs> with these girls in our apartment building. And it started fun and it started nice until they hung hot dogs <laughs> from our ceiling. <laughs> but they were pulling the hot dogs out of the packet so the juice dripped all over my bed. <laughs> Like my pillow smelt like hot jo- hot dog water, hot dog juice. Ah, oh, that's my favorite flavor of life. Didn't they do baloney too? I swear they did baloney on the ceiling too. So it started all all nice. Yeah, there was baloney. Baloney mustard. But when that oh. juice hit my pillow, we took it to a next level. So Sean and I bought pounds of glitter. Oh shit! And yeah. like multiple Febreze things that we zip tied open, so they were zip just spraying. Tied. Yeah, kicked their door open, chucked in the Febreze, so like they were just like just spraying, filled their whole house. And then we got them out of their apartment and we filled everything we could with uh all of their socks were filled with glitter, all of their shoes were filled with glitter, literally everything was filled with glitter. Yeah, we were we were out to harm. Damn, that sounds, we that chose sounds like violence. a dream. If I walked into my home, I'd be like hot dogs, hands in the sky. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. Free food. <laughs> this is tight. Dude, Dude they it also was tight. like <laughs> had taken like Facebook pictures of us and printed off hundreds of photos of our faces to this day and stuck them everywhere in our apartment. Like I swear, literally this was like nine years ago and last year or the, no, it would have been two or three years ago when I last traveled internationally, I opened my passport and Charles face is in my passport. I was like, what the hell? They're still getting me. Yeah. I pretend I'm mad, but they were worthy foes. They were worthy, yeah. I think it ended when we did the glitter, though. Yeah. That was the last straw. They dished it out like you did. Yeah. We had Mm. talked about, like, nah, some, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's illegal, (laughs) potentially. (laughs) We had allegedly talked Uh, about, we have friends who hunt, and they have leftovers from their hunt. Like deer. Human. Oh, frick, dude. I don't remember that. Allegedly, <laughs> that never happened. We're like, dude, let's take it there. <laughs> anyway, uh, pranks. It, that's a that's a fun one. That one was a fun one. Uh, last year, in the midst of pandemic, I never went into work. I worked from home ever since I could, like day one. Yeah. And I went into work on April Fool's Day last year. I go into my boss and was like, hey, I'm... I'm quitting. What? That's, dude, that's not. <laughs> and she was like, what if she was like, thank goodness. Could you close the, could you, could you close the door? And I was like, uh, yeah, I closed the door. And she's like, wait, what are you, where, where are you going? What's going on? And I was like, are you tight with your boss? What's your relationship like? Uh, yeah. I, I was like 
I was good with my boss. Like we were friends. This is and past tense. You're talking. She's no longer with the company. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I have a new boss. April Fools. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Pack your bags. I sat down. and was like, I am actually quitting. I no. I actually had a back like an, I like my next job lined up. I said I'm actually moving to Alaska this summer to uh, be a kayak instructor. And she was like, "Fitting, yeah, that's a great Believable. story." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "No, wait, but we, what can we do?" And I was like, "It's April Fools," because she was taking it too serious. Oh my gosh! Well, I would too. That sounds very. It's on April Fools. <laughs> you can't trust anything that happens. Damn, you're right. That's why I was saying with the Rock, like the best April Fools. The only way we could make this better, like I know we doubled down and. I think that's what we should have done. But the only way we could have made this better is if The Rock actually came. <laughs> that would have if been If we actually so got funny. The Rock to came, come. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's about power. Yeah. <laughs> just all the people who are upset in the Restart. comments. Just fools. Absolute <laughs> fools in the comments. Uh, Maybe one day. Maybe we should do this every year, you know? Until he comes. Yeah, until, <laughs> until he, he actually comes. Until, until he comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It was fun. Dude, DJ and I were having a good laugh. Because like, people were taking it so seriously. That is funny. Like, I was like, this is hilarious. Objectively, getting, that's hilarious. And we're getting yeah. paid to do this. Just lie to yeah. Utah. <laughs> yeah, one jabroni was... Uh, Paragraphs in the in the in he had Instagram, like sixty middle finger things. Yeah. Paragraphs That's so funny about how this is not okay. And he's like, people have been shot for way less, and it's like oh, shot, bitch, shot first and damn. Then, and then you go to the dude's profile, and it's just uh, his collection of knives and guns. It's like, bro, okay. you're the one it's doing his, the shooting, yeah. dog. It's his selfie with his uh, wife beater on, and just uh, like, dude, it was it was I, when we, we pulled up his IG, and it was like all knives and shit. I was like, okay, I'm a little scared. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This dude, this dude's a little scary, but like not in a light. Yeah, anyway. I definitely respect the pre work though. Like getting ready, like beginning of the week, it was fun. It's a lot harder to see coming, but like you still have to expect it. <laughs> Somebody sent something in our group chat on Friday, and I was like, "No, this is fake." Yeah, it doesn't matter this what is it is. Not, it's not. It's fake. And Sean's it turned out so to be ske- fake. Sean's so skeptical, dude. I had no idea that you were that skeptical on April Fools. Literally don't believe anything from the, the second I wake you up. You had no like, idea that Sean was a skeptic. <laughs> that skeptical in April Fool's where it's like anything that you comes had across no idea death. Sean was a skeptic. I couldn't have thought. That. Dude, I've seen so many wedding announcements and baby announcements over the last like three years that I can't even. Yo, the know. pregnancy ones are a little f- up. It's okay, like, that is a little f- some people Okay, but like, okay. <laughs> where's the some line, people. dude? <laughs> some people are out here actually what? Like struggling to get pregnant. Hey, some, some people are actually out here trying to see The Rock. <laughs> It's actually like a, a you know, whatever. <laughs> Apparently, it's a big thing on social media where like everyone was like, "No more of that." And then one girl posted a sonogram of a baby, but instead of the sonogram, it was like a big like burrito or something. Yeah, it's nice. like a, even that it's alien. a baby burrito. She got flamed to death. Like it was probably like a flaming hot flame grill, dude. Flame, flame broiled. <laughs> yeah, burrito. People were just like, "No, do not. This no, is not canceled." Around. Yeah. <sighs> See. Nobody can We're take a joke April anymore. Fools, yeah. everyone, everyone believes stuff on April Fools now. That's the expectation is the root of all disappointment. I saw one that got a ton of people in New York. They like the New York like transit posted that they were now going to be enforcing a walking speed limit on the sidewalks. So you couldn't walk too fast and had people fell for it. <laughs> like people were like, holy shit, what? You can't walk fast. Bro, I saw this uh, 
like, you know how they have like signs on the sidewalk for where to go, like pointing directions and stuff. I saw one in Japan, I think, where the sign was like a regular like person symbol with a arrow that led to the stairs and then like a fat person symbol <laughs> with an arrow that led to the escalator. Dude, Asians, I was like, damn. Asians, no chill when it comes to weight. It's like, yeah, you're fat to your face. Take the escalator. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the same as like uh, your height or the color of your eyes, how long your hair is. Because I got all the time in the Philippines. They're like, oh, yeah, Elder Pasikala, he's brown, dark hair, fat. Like, that was it. And <laughs> no it just, roast, just I don't know. It was kind of refreshing. <laughs> Whenever you know? I talk to people, like, from the Philippines after I got back, especially when I gained, like, a ton of weight, they'd be like, oi, tamboca, like, you got really fat. I'm like, well, that's just the way we are. We tell comments people, like this are why I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you calling me out. Yeah. This is what I needed. Uh, yeah, my Asian-ass aunt, like, I grew my hair out once, and she straight up to my face was like, it looks terrible. You should get a haircut. And I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> Coat it with some sugar. And did you? Uh, eventually, yeah. <laughs> Good. That night, crying. Goodness, dude, yeah. honesty is the best policy. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Because then you never have to sugarcoat anything if you just tell everyone the way that it is. True. Chat, how we doing? I wrote down pranks. Our place, DJ shitty ass music before stream. Want to talk about that? We try to get pumped up. Not before sure streams. what you're talking about. <laughs> we try to get pumped up dirt before stream, so we play music we enjoy. And DJ's just like, "Yo, I got the ox today," and starts playing. Uh, Bro, I appreciate your the 2000s. tunes, dude. dude I <laughs> was Alan playing Walker, music that had I just, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of millions of streams, and that's some one on Republic. YouTube. That probably wasn't even one Republic, but like stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Should we get into stories? Do we have anything else? I'm good to go. Okay, let's chill with chat for a minute. Are they saying anything, Deej? You've been watching them? Uh, in my experience, most April Fool's uh, full pranks uh, were quick, straight to the point. I literally told people not to tell me any information on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me. Mallory is here. Is that Mal Mal? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's up, Mal? Uh you probably could have negotiated a raise. Yeah, we should because... Uh, Sean. Oh, Sean. I actually Dang. did. Yeah, but us, sales went up how much? Uh, 400%? Well, 4,000%? Extra zero? Something went up 4,000%, but I think that was just like social media engagement. Mm. <laughs> but sales were like the highest they've ever had in their life. And that like, day. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Can you smell a raise? When my mom was a kid, my grandma gave them wet cat food for breakfast on April Fool's. Bro, I've had wet cat food before. It was because I lost a bet. As a prank? Or as, as a, a dude. A bet what are the odds? Yeah. Was, or was that Jordan? That was him. That was In the Smiths? In yeah. the Smiths, It bro. made Jordan vomit. I thought that was Jordan. Oh, that's right. It <laughs> we made all had Jordan to vomit. ride home in the same car, and I my breath smelled so bad. We went that. straight to the pet food aisle, and you... Crack that can open. He just did not ate hesitate. It right there. Yeah. See, that's the thing though. Like, if I'm if I'm losing a what are the odds? I'm doing it. I'm not gonna back out like these fools that just like I have. <sighs> that's all I'm gonna say. You're right, Jake the Bruin. You still owe me. <laughs> you have to jump into the river in Portland. He lost a what are the oh, odds? Oh, dude. I was at the store when Jordan was still living here, and what are the odds him to buy this shitty T-shirt? And he wouldn't do it. So you owe me. Buying a shitty t-shirt, bro. What the f***, dude? Time to collect our debts. <laughs> That's stupid. I think you... Did you guys give me a what are the odds where I had to swim? Were we in at the beach? 
who was I with? But I lost the word of the odds and I didn't do it. I had to, somebody was paddle boarding and I had to swim to them and push them off and then take, steal the paddle board. It's like, no, I'm not doing Dude, that. that's savage, bro. I don't even think I could swim fast enough. Dude, the worst one I ever <laughs> had to paddle do. away from you. <laughs> Dude, you could beat Mal though there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, with the help of uh, the, the jellyfish. jellyfish. <laughs> um, somebody said you won't get haunted with your room smelling like hot dog juice. That's oh, true, that's dude. True. Or it's you like freaking salt circle. <laughs> dude, yeah, the salt content, the salt content of the those Ooh. wieners was just dripping all over your <laughs> They might have helped us that day. <laughs> Except I legitimately had like sleep paralysis for four years straight in that place. So <laughs> there goes that theory. <laughs> Whoever that was in chat. Somebody said they were bamboozled by the rock. Get effing wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I think that's it. Uh, a friend in high school had to ask our student teacher <laughs> if he could go to the bathroom for a really weird boner. <laughs> no. playing, playing what are the odds? <laughs> and he, he did it. <laughs> Damn. How is being a registered sex offender? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the craziest one of the odds is one time DJ allegedly there was two kids on a date in in oh, South Provo. Frick, yeah. Okay, wait, wait. What are the odds? Somebody asked. Is I'll say to Charles, what are the odds you only wear your Mormon garments on camera for the rest of the stream? <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> and then I give him an odd. So if I am a big scaredy cat, I'll say one in a hundred. <laughs> but for this case you'll say 10 but we have a rule with friends we don't you can go, only go do 10. 1 through 10 yeah, but if you're real ballsy you can say like 1 through 5 but so he says 10 and I start counting 1, 2, 3, 4 and then we say a number at the same time Yeah. if it's the same number he has to do it If. but if the numbers add up to 10 like he says 8, I say 2 then I have to do it yeah so there were there so was it's like risky for both parties. There was a while where we were like, I think a, a lot of people were playing this game. Our we our uh, friend group was playing this all the time, anytime we could. Do so. I just remember having to snort some coffee creamer in a Denny's one time because I lost that shit? I had to drink a cup full of ranch at the <sighs> pie because I odds. Dude. It was so salty. And then to get to spite everyone, because I was like, if I'm going down, everyone else around me is going down. So I filled my mouth up with ranch. <laughs> it's all the way. And then I go like this. And I show everyone my mouth full of ranch. I thought you were gargling, dude. I was <laughs> probably like, did throat mm. gargle ranch. <laughs> Just that buttermilk. <laughs> Another time we were at the Creamy. pie, I had to lick the wall oh, at the pie. Dude, and if you know sucks, the wall, bro. I'm still recovering. <laughs> Barely. Uh, and then DJ one time, there was there was a young couple. They were clearly first, second date, super in love. Super awkward. And they had a big soda on their table. And I'm like, DJ, allegedly, what are the odds you go walk up the to drink the table? Of, the drink of choice for uh, single Mormons. Yeah, a dirty Dr. A dirty, Pepper. Dirty Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh my dirty gosh. meaning there's like Cat creamer in it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that made me more nauseous than the ranch. Uh, so I was like, what are the odds you walk up? take that shit right off their table and just walk away without saying anything. And DJ <laughs> lost and he had to go do it. So he walked right up to, I have it on film somewhere. It just takes it off and walks away. That wasn't it. Like there was, take they were a both so it was take a drink. Oh. So I walked up, grabbed the drink, looked him in the eye, took a sip, sip, sip and put it back down. Literally did away. nothing. 
crazy. So silly. You're wild. Bunch of silly people. Uh, <laughs> halfway in a grill. Sorry, I I saw your comment earlier about uh, identity series. Will you continue the identity series on the podcast? Yes. Next week. Oh, frick, dude. So, Big announcement. Wow. Let's go. I'll do it next week. That's actually crazy. Okay, I'm not coming with while. my heaters next week because yeah. they're going to lose to DJ store. <laughs> I know. I came with some fire sometimes. I'm like, man, these like, I can't even remember what the f*** is on these. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens when you come with a good story, but it's not good compared to the other yeah. stories. Uh, shit. Those episodes, I think everyone just skip your stories. And yeah, they're like, forward. Cool. Um, Impractical Jokers is no longer the same with no joke. <laughs> okay, that was a random question. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for keeping us updated on Impractical Jokers. Uh, good stuff. All right. <laughs> let's do oh, let's do the uh, rolling, yeah? Yeah. Guys, we also tell scary stories. And in order to tell what order we tell our stories, we roll a 20-sided die to determine in what order do we, we tell those start? stories. So, the roll. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head my emotions, if that's something that you're needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3 a.m. and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh shit, we both got 17, dog. Ooh, oh, it's been a roll again. Roll for, roll for DJ. Roll no, for I DJ. got mine. I got mine. Okay, okay roll. Got... What'd you get? Nine. Okay. Okay. I got an I got an eight. Charles got a 14. So me, you, DJ. Cool. All right, guys. I'm excited. Tonight my story comes to us from a listener. Uh her name is Rosie, friend of the podcast. Yeah, Rosie's from Tucson, Arizona. She's Let's go. She's 22, and this happened like last year. Oh, recent. Yeah, her and her fiancé decide to move to a very small town in Colorado because her fiancé's cousin opened up a business, is like, hey, I could use some help. You guys want to move out and help me? Yes. Her and her fiancé move out. They get to Colorado. They start working. It takes them kind of a while to lock down a living situation. But they finally do. And when they do, they're pretty happy because it's like, there's a lot of space. The rent's good. The area's good. They're stoked. Nice. 
Now, Rosie is Mexican. Grew up with Mexican parents who were muy superstitious. Oh, no. Dude, that's where it starts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is dope. I like it. We've learned about some of these Mexican superstitions before. Okay. Uh, tell me if you recognize any. I'm just going to go over some of the things. This is, well, this is what she grew up with regularly in her home. So she was raised Roman Catholic. Her mother and father super superstitious. So, yes, every new thing they got, they would bless with holy water. Okay. Which is like, okay, teach their own. They yeah. just want to make sure. I think it's all about just like making sure the spirits are good, you know, good vibes, good intentions. Perception as well. Like if you believe that it's blessed, it's blessed. Why not? Uh, they would not handle salt directly with hands, hmm. which is interesting. And in fact, the only ever, I mean, we've heard a lot of things about salt. DJs, tutu, right? Use salt to bless and like seal doorways and stuff like that. You got that in voodoo. Yeah. In Brazilian Macumba. One of our, when I worked at a Brazilian restaurant, uh, one of the chefs from Brazil every morning would say prayers and pinch salt into the fire. And someone whispered to me, that's a Macumba like prayer, like black magic prayer. And I was like, oh, dope. <laughs> cool. That, that restaurant eventually closed. So <laughs> not saying they're connected, just saying. <laughs> anyway, so don't touch salt directly with hands. This one's interesting. When you're sweeping, you have to make sure that the broom doesn't sweep your own feet. Interesting. That's bad vibes. Because of... I don't know. Just, just because. Superstitions. That's bad. Interesting. Be careful. Okay, here's here's the one that I reacted to earlier, and I was like, you're committing it right now. Oh, frick. Make sure you are never sitting in a corner. Oh, f***. So that's no bueno. And then this one, hella random. She just said it. I'm going to have to ask for a clarification. Uh, not getting married. Well, apparently it's a terrible thing to do. <laughs> not getting married yeah. and sitting in a corner. Me. We have some regular ones. Uh, don't walk under ladders. Oh, yeah. That one's common. This one's mad specific. Don't get alone on Tuesdays or Friday the 13th, but especially Tuesdays. <laughs> like the whole day? Because like I, I definitely so. am for by myself a lot of Tuesdays. I, I don't know, dude. God damn it. Uh, she said all the time her she would she would get calls, texts from her mom, checking in, saying I had a feeling. So very superstition, very feeling. But honestly, I relate to a lot of these. Just like you know. <laughs> and then she said she did have cleansings with the egg. Oh, okay. Remember we talked the about that before. Cleansings, yeah. Yeah. One of our other Mexican homies talked about some demon shit was going on in their house, and grandma disappears, comes back with a carton. Pops open the egg and does like a an egg cleansing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody said if in in the chat if you get your fe uh, your feet swept, some people believe it takes away all your blessings and you won't get married. But I thought you also trying to not get married. Well, I think it's n not getting married is the bad thing. Oh, Dude, okay. maybe that's so like because I wedlock. swept my feet. <laughs> is there a way to reverse it? Ask chat. Is there a way to reverse it? <laughs> DJ, find out, please. Okay, and then here's one. So. There's something that can happen to you. It's called mal de ojo. Mal de ojo. Mal something de with ojo. your, your, is that eyes? The bad eye. Mm. So I think that's a curse someone could put on you. And it's just like putting misfortune on you. And it's someone does that if they're envious, if they're jealous, just like bad vibes. So anyway, this is what she grew up with. So this is the, uh, what's that word? This is the like mainframe. This is the structure she sees the life through, the lens. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, so, Rosie is un buena mija, a good daughter. Okay. And when they move in, first thing she does, she blesses everything. Okay. She starts at the front door, blesses everything with holy water, makes her way all around each room until she finally ends up right back at the front door. Better to be safe than sorry. To be safer, she busts out sage and palo santo. Okay. And just smudges the entire place. And she said, it was great. Her and her fiance couldn't have been happier. Everything was going good for the first couple weeks. One night, her and her fiance are asleep in their bedroom. And when she goes to sleep at night, she, because she's superstitious, makes sure every door is locked, every window shut tight, and even her bedroom door, she shuts and locks. She does this specifically because, quote, if someone is breaking in, I want to be able to hear them coming in the room. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Legitimately, why I lock my door. I said the same thing to my wife. Like, I lock it because if someone's breaking in, I want to hear them. Exactly. So yep. I feel you on that one. And you put the jar of coins behind your door, right? Oh, I stopped doing that. Damn, bro. You living yeah. on the edge. I know. Coinless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 11 o'clock, she wakes up. Throat's a little parched, a little dry. She's mm. going to go to the kitchen and get some water. That middle-of-the-night water mm. always hits. Yeah, that, that uh, agua, agua de noche. <laughs> See, right? See, wait. So she gets up, goes to her door, unlocks it, and opens the door. The rest of the house is dark. And how her bedroom is positioned is right when you walk out of your bedroom, there's a hallway and then a living room to your left. So if you're standing at your doorway or your bedroom doorway, you could basically look into the living room and then parts of the kitchen. Am I bringing up these okay. pictures? In one second. Okay. So she opens the door. Everything is dark except the light outside the kitchen sliding door. So directly from her room, you can see massive glass sliding door that looks into the kitchen. And right outside, there's an outside light, and it's on, which she knows for a fact wasn't on. So in a split second, she opens the door, looks, and what she sees is a massive, dark figure, hands up to its face, peeking into the glass. Nope. <laughs> she looks, sees, freezes, adrenaline. Turns to flip on the hallway light, flicks it on, looks back. Gone. Damn it. I don't like that. Neither does Rosie. So immediately she runs back into the room, wakes her fiance. She's like, yo, I just saw someone outside. Super groggy. <laughs> and he, much like Sean, mad skeptic. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go to sleep. Probably a tree blowing out in front of the door <laughs> yeah, yeah. or some shit. Babe, you're tired. You probably saw something. You're just thirsty. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Go get your water. <laughs> anyway, he disregards it and goes back to sleep. She's pretty scared. So uh, steadily for the next week, she checks the entire outside of their apartment. She's making sure there's like no way to get in. All the doors are tight. Checks all the windows. Every time she gets home now, she is like locking, unlocking, locking, like pulling the door, making sure. She's like, yeah. we're not doing this. So for like weeks after, right? Yeah. Her, her thought process this whole time too is like, okay, there's two outcomes. One, 
is I saw like a demon or a ghost, something supernatural, or two, I saw a legitimate huge human peeking into my apartment at 11 at night. Either outcome, I'm not with. Not about. Yeah. So a couple days go by. She probably calms down, but still very adamant and very vigilant on locking doors. Smart. She comes home one night. Her and her fiance, they're watching TV. Uh, let's show Let's show photo one. So this is damn. That's the kitchen door. And if you're just listening, you can see these photos on our Instagram or you can tune into our YouTube or Twitch. We have a link in our bio if you want to go to any of those. That's the kitchen door. And that's where the figure was peeking in like this, looking down the hallway. Uh, so from her doorway, you can like see that. Yeah. And then the kitchen's to the right. Okay. Okay. Hmm. DJ, can you show second photo? Okay. So imagine to the left, the couch is right there, and that's all behind you. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So after work one night, they're kind of hanging out. Her fiance's on the couch right by her. He's just on his phone, and Rosie's on FaceTime with her mom. Okay. And she's just chit-chatting. They're relaxing, talking. And all of a sudden, behind Rosie, she hears, the front door open. Instantly chills, vibes off. She's freaked out, and she just goes, someone just opened the front door. And in a split second, mom starts screen recording. Rosie grabs a big-ass candle on the coffee table, gets up. She's ready to run to the back room. Boyfriend jumps up, runs to the front door. Now throw the picture up again. As you're running to the front door, you can't really see, but through that crack is the front door. He comes around the corner. He looks through. The front door is open. Shit. And there's no one there. And the door is still locked. No. Wait, wait, wait. The front door is <laughs> open, open, but locked. Oh. So uh, go to the next I see. photo. I see. This is what it looked like. Rosie reenacted it for us and showed us. Uh, we're kind of blocking a little bit, but mm. yeah. Is that like a deadbolt? Uh, I, can't I don't tell. I don't think so. But it's still locked. And completely open. Hell no, dude. At this point, Rosie's pretty scared. Pretty scared to be in her own home. That night, she doesn't know what to do. She's just kind of overcome and like stressed out. So she decides to go to sleep early. Goes to sleep. Instantly starts having a dream. And you know sometimes when you're having a dream, it's a nightmare. She's in a huge house. Everything's dark. She's walking around the house. She gets to this floor. And in the everything's empty. There's like no furniture in this house. And in the back corner of this huge room is a dark corner. She sees it, doesn't know why, instantly terrified. And the darkness in the corner just starts spreading. And she says, as she's staring at the darkness, she realizes there's a massive figure standing in the corner staring at her. And she wakes up. Now she's like, I'm not, I don't even feel safe in my own home, you know? Bro, I am going to that corner and throwing she wakes up. a bucket of holy water, dude. Is that it? Well, no, that I think you might have missed, but she was having a dream that night after the front door incident. Okay. And that's what she saw okay. in the dream. That's what she saw in the dream. But is that it in the dream? Yes. Okay. Um, and she said, overall, the dream just felt very dark. Over the next couple of days, 
creaks in the home. Noises outside. Sounds like doors are opening and closing. Then you go and they're closed. Uh, she would be in her bed and she would look down and, you know, the cracking of the door? Yeah. She would see the hall light turn on and then turn off. That one I was like, hell no. <laughs> one time her and her fiance, a lot of times they'd just be chilling, like relaxing after work. Like I said, on the couch, the TV's on almost as white noise in the background. They're just hanging out. She said they're both sitting there on their phones and all of a sudden the TV sh- 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 turns off. Is this an older house? A little Faulty bit older wiring. This, she even said that. So I'll, I'll get to that in a second. TV turns off. Her boyfriend instantly looks at her and goes, yo, what the hell? Because previously she has pranked him, downloaded like a universal TV app, TV remote app that can turn on and off like TV. That's funny. So he's like, dude, turn that back on. And she's like, no, I, I didn't do that. Probably took a little bit of convincing, but she convinces him. Mm-hmm. That happened three times in the living room. And one time to their bedroom TV over the next couple of days. So she's in this place. She's like, okay, is it the wiring? Mm-hmm. Is it just normal creaks and sounds? Like, is this really, are we haunted? You know, it's probably like, you'd probably think of all these other reasons before. Are we haunted? Yeah. Everything is weird. August comes around. Her family's visiting from Arizona. Mom, dad, brother, and two sisters. Rosie and her fiance have a guest bedroom. So mom and dad, maybe a sibling, are in the guest bedroom. And then a sister and the brother are in the living room on the couch. They get in kind of late. Rosie has made them up beds. They get them in. They go to sleep. And everyone goes to sleep that night. Rosie wakes up the next morning before most of them are awake still. So she goes straight to work. Okay. Works all day. Comes home in the PM. Okay. So this is like the first time she's like really seeing her whole family. Walks in. She's like, hey, how was everyone? You know, how was it? Was everything okay? Like, is everyone comfortable? Yeah. Mom, is everyone comfortable? Everyone slept well. And her mom goes, yeah. Something happened last night. Oh, no. Who? What? Your sister. What happened to her? She's the one who slept out on the couch. Oh, no. So show the next photo. That's where the couch is. And notice something to the right. A door? The the sliding glass. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So this is what happened to her sister. Rosie's sitting there. Mom's telling her. Your sister couldn't go to sleep last night. She said she had like a weird feeling. So what, what do we do when we had weird feelings? She turned on Shrek. Okay. Yeah. So your sister stayed up pretty late. She's watching Shrek. And then she hears a noise outside. And it's, <sighs> it's coming outside the sliding glass door. So she pauses the movie and looks over. And she sees a raccoon. <sighs> but the raccoon is standing stock still. And it's staring in at her through the glass door. At first she's like, oh, <laughs> But the thing's not moving, and it's just staring at her. And she thinks, you know, I know dad left the trash out, but this is really weird. So she leans over to tell her brother, hey, hey, look, there's a... She looks back at the glass. Raccoon's gone. And instead, it is a huge figure peeking into the glass. Hands cupped around his eyes. 
She screams, slaps brother, wakes him up, look at the door. It's gone. Rosie's sister did not know Rosie's experience when she went through this. Rosie didn't want to freak him out visiting her house for the first time. And make them sleep right by the door. (laughs) So Rosie's mom is now telling Rosie what happened to her sister last night. And Rosie's sitting there doing her absolute best not to look scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Did she continue watching Shrek? <laughs> yeah, she's probably like, <laughs> and anyway, then I saw her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just turns it up to it's like deafening. I'm a believer. <laughs> so Rosie's mom's telling Rosie. Rosie's like, that's really weird. Anyway, what are we gonna do? But she knows the whole time she can feel Rosie's mom staring at her. Like she can feel her mom looking at her. And she's like, I knew my mom knew something was up. So eventually she told her mom. Rosie said, it was the weirdest feeling because now I knew I wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. Like before she's like, what the hell was that? Is this all in my head? But now she's like, it's being confirmed to her lives. So she's like, I know I'm not crazy. I got confirmation and I knew it was real. I was in a way relieved. Okay, I get that. Since then, since this incident, she has not seen, this is the update. She's never seen the figure again. She immediately bought curtains to cover that window. Anyway, so she said, uh, learning new things about energies and different practices. I got really into crystals and tarot card reading. I've got to learn so much more, um, but it gave me a sense of peace, which like to me, I'm like, dope. If yeah. it gives you peace, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um she said, my mom got pretty annoyed when I told her, and that's another story for another time. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Uh, and then lastly, she just wrapped up. She said, I'm beyond grateful for you guys, really. The stories you share on the behalf of others are awakening and make me feel like I'm not crazy. Thank you so, so much. Y'all are amazing people. I'm a great fan. Bless you guys. Keep them coming. So shout Let's out, go. Rosie. Shout out. Thanks. Thank you, Rosie. For real. Bro, uh, lots of comments that I want to go through. Let's hear them. Uh, so we have Tequila Mommy in the chat. Hey. Shrek is love, Mommy. Uh, we were asking about uh, the reversal. and uh, You mean for the sweeping? She said, I've never heard of a reversal. Sorry. She said, I've never heard of a reversal, but yes, Mal de Ojo is the evil eye. I carry a lime in my purse to help ward it away. A lime. And it turns, the lime turns hard like a rock. Uh, so it just like takes the curse for you. Oh, she said damn. it's supposed to absorb it since you're, since you carry your purse around all day, places you go, mal de ojo can come by the way someone can speak to you, looks mm-hmm. at you, talks about you, anyone envying you. So I was told the lime absorbs it. So when it turns black and hard, it's because it went to the lime and not to yourself. Woo! Okay. Uh, she said, I just found out about it, too. My mom has a witchy friend. A so witchy she tells friend. she tells me to do a bunch of stuff. Uh, Dude, that somebody, is dope. That, this is why I love chat is like live feedback like this. Is yeah. So sick. Somebody, Most of the time we're talking out of our asses <laughs> yeah, and never right. get an answer. And then we're like, we should find that out. And then never, never anyway. do. <laughs> uh, somebody asked, uh, so is that more of a pagan thing then if she's a witch? And she replied, I'm not that sure because she will most she will mostly ever mention anything if it was blessed before bringing with holy water. Hmm. Uh, I was raised Catholic with the same superstitions. Interesting. Um, 
someone said in Oseli, uh said in Honduras, it's a known thing to keep the umbilical cord to ward off mal de ojo. I've heard of that before. My yeah. mom still has mine and my sister's. Bro, if anyone gets a hold of those, your ass is cursed. You're a prick. Yeah. <laughs> Protect uh, those. Tequila Mommy said, my mom hid me when I was born till I was a year old from the public with a red blanket for El Ojo. Holy shit. Oh, damn. I wonder, and yeah, this is probably not good of me to ask, but I'm sure there's more to like giving the bad eye, the stink eye. The bad ojo. Like, I'm sure it's like make contact with person and like wish ill intent. But maybe there's more to it. There's probably, I would say, more to it. Yeah. But, like, who knows? Crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. But that's that's it from chat. Wild. Dude, thank that's you. That's really guys. insightful. Yeah, I appreciate it. That is good to know. Thank yeah. you, chat. Thank you, Rosie. Big bless. Who's next? That's me. Dope. All right, guys. So, my story today is... Something that from the dawn of this podcast, someone told me to look up (laughs) and I kind of just slipped my mind like for the longest time until recently, it came back up in a episode, maybe three or four weeks ago where we talked about the, uh, was it the high school phantom pep rally phantom pep rally phantom. And this topic is Jay's journal. If you want to throw that up for people we have. So first off, just real quick, if you want to hear the story that kind of sparked this initial one, it's in 120 Pep Rally Phantom. 120. DJ story. Okay. A lot of times I'll tell you guys, hey, I had a lot of fun like researching a story. I cannot say that about this one. And I will tell you that for a lot of this, I would get chills. And last night specifically, I was taking a shower, just like the hottest shower I could. And I thought about like a couple parts and I was like, oh, I got chills again. Dude. Rare, rare for Sean. 100%. Dude, uh, real quick, trigger warning for anyone. This deals with depression, possession, uh, suicide, which I think we're not allowed to say, but sorry. Trigger warning for a lot of people. Yeah. Dude, uh, last week, I'm like walking Lucy in the forest, and I get a text from Sean. And we, me and him share an audible that he pays for everything, (laughs) and I leech off of it. And uh, it's just a list of books, and one is circled in red. And I like zoom in, and it just says Jay's Journal. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, My girlfriend's dad is from... American Fork, Pleasant Grove, those uh, two towns in in Utah are right next to each other. And he's been on that same street his entire life. He's only lived in, I think, two houses his entire life. Damn. So American Fork, Pleasant Grove has only been the only thing. Yeah. Uh, And recently we were talking about Jay's journal. I started talking to my girlfriend about it. She brought it up at at, a... her parents' house, and he comes out of nowhere. And he's this uh, hardened cowboy hunter. He hunts full-time, uh, takes people out into the wilderness. And uh, he's he's a jolly dude, but also, like, nothing really phases him either. And when we started talking about Jay's journal, he said, don't talk about Jay's journal. He's like, I've read the book. 
I was there when it all happened and it's not good. That thing is from the devil. Dude, I wanted to get more out of him, but uh, by the uh, by the way he's talking about it, it didn't really it sound like clear. he was open. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I read the whole thing in the last week. How long is it? It's about uh, it's about six hours, okay. like on Audible. Okay. So, just a little bit of background for everyone first. Uh, we already have kind of a location. This is based on the real events of. A kid whose name isn't Jay. This is kind of a alias alias for the book. And I I don't know if I'm going to go into name of this kid, but out of Pleasant Grove, Utah. And he's just your normal average 16-year-old kid that in the – and this book is basically based on his journal entries. And it came from like – his therapist or psychiatrist or something along those lines. She's the one who kind of compiled these journal entries and edited them together to make this book. So this whole book is coming from it. Like it's all like first person. I listened to the intro and I didn't like it (laughs) because it literally, it's like so relatable. Mm -hmm. Everything he's talking about. And it's like the voice is a, is a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It is. It, it's this. The the narrator of this book was very, very well done. Like it sounds like it would be him narrating to himself his own journal, and this normal, everyday sixteen year old kid, athletic in sports in high school. He's on the debate team, going to nationals. He's dating the uh, vice president of the school, and on the side, in the darkness. He's into O, which is what he calls it throughout the whole book, which is the occult. So, and I want to say this as well. It's very like unnerving throughout the whole book as well, because not only are you getting these things that are happening that he's writing about, but he's also on the flip side writing about like how he wants to get out, how he wants to be normal again, how he wants to get back to being good. Get out of being involved with the occult. Yes. Gotcha. So I tried to compile a lot of information for you into this one story, and I could basically put it together in three different parts. And I'm going to tell you just kind of what I labeled these parts as. The first is just beginnings. Second part is invitation. And the third part is Raul. Oh, oh. I already know. I'm legit uncomfortable. I already bro. know. Yeah. So, like I said, on the side, in the darkness, he's into O with his girlfriend, Tina, who is this vice president of the school. What or school not, is like it? The vice, like the kid vice president. <sighs> Apple something. Apple. It could be fictional. It yeah. could be because fictional. things were changed. Yeah. For the book things were changed um and his two friends brad and dell they're all into the occult and there's it does it doesn't start here like at where i'm gonna pick up and start telling you this story it absolutely does not start here there's lots of little things that lead up to this one 
evening or one weekend, uh, Jay and his friends, Brad and Dell and Tina, they basically say that they're going to go off on this ski trip and they're going off into the mountains and they obviously, they, they lied about this to their parents. They go off into the mountains to this cabin and at this cabin, Tina has one of her friends who's also there, who's, I, I want to say an older friend out of high school already, because they're all 16, 17 years old. And over the course of this night in this cabin, they perform a ritual. And in this ritual, they, they first start off with a little bit of drinking. They're taking drugs. And he mentions lots of different kinds of drugs throughout the course of this book. And I, I don't remember off the top of my head what they take at this time. But what they take at this time is mixed with cattle blood that had just been taken from a cattle mutilation that they performed. And as they go through the process of this ritual, Jay all of a sudden realizes that he's looking down at his body and his body is saying things and doing things that he is not controlling. It's almost like he's astral projecting, but something is now controlling his body. He's floating in the air, looking down at his body and his friend, Brad, who seems to be under the same influence they're all standing around in the circle and his friend Brad puts his finger to his right temple. And he says, I swear my soul to thee. If you'll make me don't say it all, get your finger away. If you'll make me the best basketball player in our high school. First of all, first of all, <laughs> dream bigger. <laughs> It's like right when you're done with high school, it's like you lose all skill. Yeah, for sorry. real. Sorry. This um, is intense. I'm sorry, but that's dumb, Brad. Brad, you dumb, dude. You're willing I, to give up yourself for basketball in high school. Jay, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Dude, MBA at the very least. At the very least. Of, and Jay describes his friend Brad as not very athletic. He was on the basketball team, but like riding the bench hard. So He's like, I'm willing to give it all up. He's willing to give it all up. And as Jay in his spirit form is trying to stop his friend Brad from saying this, he says it anyways. Because he's an idiot. Oh, <laughs> he's like, wait, bro, do something more. <laughs> Next to him, his friend Dell does the same thing. He does the, the motion, puts his finger up to his right temple. And I he don't says, like that. I don't I like swear knowing. Stop. I don't like knowing that. My soul for money. Okay. Vague, vague, very five vague. Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it, I may be leaving out like, and honestly, the journal may be leaving out exactly what he said as true, well. True, true. This whole experience, in his words, sound very traumatizing. Yeah. Like he knew they were crossing a threshold they couldn't come back from. Exactly. And Jay, this whole time, is trying to get back into his body to get them to stop, and he can't. And his body is doing things or saying things. He didn't say in this journal entry what was said or what was done, but I imagine it was something similar to what his friends Brad and Dell had done. <sighs> Eventually, he wakes up. 
in his body once again. And he feels very, very uncomfortable about, uh, com- uncomfortable about this whole situation. And it seems like in his journal entries that his friends, Brad and Dell, felt very uncomfortable about it as well. They're still there in the cabin, though, when he wakes up. When he wakes up. And it sounded like maybe he became aware again that next morning, which probably had something to do with drug. He said he didn't know what, what, what else was put into this blood mixture by his girlfriend, Tina. Anyways, over the following weeks, Jay continues to write in his journal and he gets to this point where he talks about, he feels like he's not alone, like there's something else around him. And sometimes his journal entry would start on the day and then you would get an addition to his journal entry, but it would be at like 2.30 a.m. He would wake up right 2.30 a.m., I'm not alone in my room. There's something else here. And then I turn on all the lights. There's nothing here. Two nights later, same story. But this time, he'd say, 2.33 a.m., there's something here watching me in the corner of my room. There's a dark cloud with a green aura about it, like a dark green aura about it. I reached out to kind of swipe at it, to swipe it away, and a hand reached out of it. And it was a grayish hand. And then it disappeared. Bro, okay. This is a uh, this is crazy. This is kind of this is pretty heavy to maybe uh break it up a little bit. <laughs> Uh, it's it's also kind of funny that he had like the time, to, <laughs> the few seconds he's to write it down. Possessed, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's like uh, this date and time, yeah. dear diary. I think that at this point in time too, he may have been using it as a coping mechanism. The way he addressed sure. his journal almost seemed like he was talking to a friend. Anything to keep like grounded in control, dude. What describe the hand? It was this grayish hand that seemed to almost be his. Think of the figure in the Pep Rally Phantom episode. Oh, <laughs> Color is the figure. Gray boy. And the, the Pep Rally Phantom is supposed to take place in the same high school that Jay went to. Okay. Hmm. One night, Jay wakes up 2.30, feeling like he's being watched again. This time he goes to try and turn on the lights and nothing will turn on. He hops back in his bed (laughs) and notices at the foot of his bed, a person standing there that looked like an older, grayer version of himself. (sighs) The figure says, hello again, Jay. Jay is just frozen in fear and responds back saying, who are you? And the figure says, I'm Raul. And then Jay says, what do you want? Raul responds, you know. And he gives this slight smile And then Jay, about ready to say something else, Raul responds already and says, 
I'm real. Oh, so he can read his mind. <laughs> and then he says, again, who are you? And Raul responds, remember the third of the hosts of heaven that were cast out. <laughs> Don't like this. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this episode. Keep going. I'm, uh, no. <laughs> I have keep to going. drive home <laughs> alone. Keep going. Yeah, well, first of all, f- you. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> no, but like, f- uh. remember the third of the hosts of heaven that were cast out without bodies. Jay responds, what do you want? And he says, your body. And Jay says, you can't have it. I won't let you. And he responds again, you already have. He reached over to Jay and ran his hands through Jay's hair. Then not shaving all my hair. (laughs) Raul responds again. He says, not once, but twice. And then laughed aloud when Jay says, I won't let you. And Raul responds, want to bet. Oh. <laughs> Seconds go by, and Raul responds again to the silence, and Jay is leaving, saying, Are you feeling more relaxed now that you've accepted who I am? Raul then sat down at his desk, at Jay's desk next to his bed, and he said, You've always known that I've existed. <sighs> You just didn't want to believe. And then he asks him, how did you feel when you didn't have your body? Referring to the cabin. You wanted a body desperately, just like I want one right now. And Jay starts trying to call out to somebody, to anybody. And Raul says, stop that. And then disappears. Into the background of his room. Like as a Homer meme? <laughs> Homer meme just disappeared. Right over there. Yeah. That, that <laughs> bro. So what if, dude, gray ass hand reaches out from this thing? I'm done, dude. Dude, this sounds like the sequel to, uh, to Stan by Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> the writing. Oh, yeah. Dear Raul, <laughs> I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> Just so that everyone knows, our coping mechanism is humor. (laughs) We try to, you know, laugh it away. And you may have noticed that through the course of this podcast. Bro, straight up, Brittany's not going to be able to edit this one. Because she, like, can't deal with this. And this is, this. I'm having the most visceral reactions I've ever had to any story we've ever shared. Bro, I'm telling you, I had chills. As I was listening to this book. I want to hear more. You're just showering? In the <laughs> hottest of freaking water. And I'm like, damn, this is cold, bro. Okay. So as Raul disappears into the darkness, his family comes to the door. Like they had all woken up with a nightmare. They don't all say that immediately. But over the course of the next few minutes, each of them mentions that they had woken up with a nightmare. And Jay's littlest brother, Chad, like runs into the room. He's this little kid and he says, what is that smell? 
sulfur. And everyone acknowledges the same thing that this smell is just everywhere. And it's disgusting. The sulfuric smell throughout the house. <sighs> Dude, if you recall Pep Rally Phantom, there's three, there's like two or pe- three people in the photo that are going like this. Yeah. Now, over the following weeks, Jay continues to write in his journal that Raul grows bolder and bolder. Like, he'll see him during the day. Like, he'll come visit him at night again and again. And over the next few weeks as well, he writes in his journal that their high school had had a big basketball game against their rival high school. And his friend Brad had came off the bench and scored more points in that game than he had all year. Jay admits in his entry, this could be coincidence. The very next game, Brad follows it up with double that. And everyone is just like, Brad is the dopest, like he's the best basketball player on the team. (laughs) So he's getting his Brad's rad, dude. (laughs) Yo, can we pull up the photo from the pep rally? Yeah. Keep going. I'll, I'll find it. Okay. And then over the following couple of days or weeks as well, his friend Dell gets word from his aunt who lives down in Las Vegas, who is very wealthy in the time. This is the 1970s. And she has like 800 bucks. <laughs> she was like $900. But she has a terminal illness. Okay, not cool. And is willing everything to Dell. Like her property down in Vegas, all of her money, everything. And it's like a substantial sum in the 1970s. Mm. And all of a sudden it's like, can we call this coincidence anymore? Starting to manifest. It is starting to manifest. Yikes. Now, in the following weeks, this continues to happen. Jay writes that his girlfriend, Tina, decided to leave him for someone else. And this traumatizes Jay. We're going to drink cow's blood together and you're going to leave me? There's more to that as well. Oh, gosh. Which I'll happily share with you in a minute. But she decides to leave him for another guy. And Jay is distraught and doesn't know what he's going to do like with his life. Like He was connected to Tina as she was to him. And then... Just a couple of days after that, his friend Brad is driving down the road and a semi-truck misses a stop sign and runs right into Brad's car. As they were looking at the like crime scene footage, it appeared, and this is what was written in Jay's journal, so I don't know, like how accurate this is, but he says that it appeared it had struck Brad right in the right temple first. (gasps) Do you mean like where the finger was touching? Right where his finger had been touching. And he admits in his journal as well that his friend Brad was going to go and talk to his church leader. He was planning on getting out. He was planning on getting out. As was Dell. And 
just a couple of days after Brad passes away, Dell is sitting on the side of the road and somebody is driving. It was an on-ramp to the freeway. And I guess he was sitting like on the kind of the curb where you would cross to get to the next side. And this car is coming around the corner to get onto the freeway. And the kid who was driving said that the wheel turned in his hands and swerved right into Dell. And Jay once again said it appeared that he was struck on the left or on the right side, right in his temple first. That's just what he says. Was that that event? Was that that was that? That's it. That's with that. that. That's okay. with that. Yeah. I have this. Oh no, I don't. I'm sorry. So explain to people who are just listening. Uh, if you haven't seen Pep or listened to Pep Rally Phantom, you should because uh, this is the spoiler but um this was recent i think this was in 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 january when there was a pep rally going on at the high school uh pleasant grove high school and they found this on the footage uh they watched this figure this gray figure walk through uh, like across the gym a thousand high schoolers and sits down in this vacant space in the middle of all these girls and sit there just not doing anything, chilling for about 10, 15 minutes, and then watch it uh, stand up, walk away. After which they approached all of the students in that photo sitting around this gray figure, asking them if they know who that was, showing them the video and nobody, nobody knew who this was. Nobody saw this thing come through and sit next to them the whole time. They, they said it was said empty. It was empty. <laughs> and then you see the one person next to them holding their nose, like maybe something just smells disgusting. Yeah, there's a couple people. Like the person on the right looks like stank. Yeah, stanky face. She's fizzing over there. Yeah, yeah. But so this is the photo taken at the high school where. J, aka Raul, yeah, like went down. I don't, I don't know. Uh, somebody is asking in the comments of if the figure is J, we don't, know. or the demon. I, I don't know. We don't. I don't know, think yeah. we will know. So, but just uh, weird things happening there. And if you listen to listen to the episode, there's also like a underground bunker or tunnels mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of strange things happen. Mm-hmm. I detail that. So yeah. So Dell's gone. Brad's dead. Brad's dead. Tina left. Tina's gone. Now, one day, Jay takes out his little brother, Chad. They go and get some ice cream. And they eventually come back, and they're sitting in his room. And his little brother says something to him to the effect of, you're not Jay anymore. Like, you don't act like Jay. Who are you? And his is a little kid. And he who, notes that who could kind of be more open to supernatural things could more be pure and at least more aware of that. Yeah. And that was one of the last entries in the journal. The last entry in his journal being something to the effect of, I don't want to do that assignment at school anymore. I don't want to be with anyone. I don't want to do anything. My earthly belongings leave to so-and-so as a wedding present. 
And that was the last thing he wrote before he took a 22 to his right temple and did the deed dot, dot, dot. So this whole story was put together by either his therapist or psychiatrist or something like that is whoever edited his journal entries all together. And at the end of it, there was also allegedly a letter from his mom to Jamie. I don't know who that, maybe that's the name of the uh, psychiatrist or therapist or whatever it is. And she described Jay as maybe a little distant, but they had no idea anything was going on. And she described the events of uh, leading up to that as his, both of his best friends had died and his girlfriend had left him for somebody else. And like she attributed those things to what had happened. Now I do want to give some clarity to maybe the origins of this story they are based on the life of a real person and at least 21 of the entries in this journal, this book that was compiled are straight from his journal. Allegedly there are some fictionalized entries and allegedly those are from case files of other people in the area from the same psychiatrist or therapist. So you said 21, 21 out of how many 200. So only 21 out of 200 entries are known to be taken from Jay's stuff. Like legitimately from his journal. The others of which are taken from other cases she had of troubled teens. Or their journals as well. Or fiction. It's unclear where those are coming from. I tend to think that this time period is the whole like... Satanic panic. Satanic panic. And there's probably a lot of things that were fictionalized for that. However, what I shared, this climax of the book seemed to be pretty accurate to me. There were some other entries that seemed just kind of far out. You mean, are you talking about the cow split part or the dying? The, that part definitely Uh happened. Well, like the the friends getting hit by cars. Oh, I don't know about those. The two his friends. His final. His, yeah. Okay. Him, for sure, we know what yeah. happened. Yeah. His two friends, I don't know for sure. His girlfriend sounds like was accurate based off of what, like, his brother also wrote a book about him. Seems like that was. So I did a little bit of research on that. Yeah. So since this came out, and it was. Edited by Beatrice Sparks. Beatrice Sparks. She is an American therapist, Mormon youth counselor, and she was meeting with a lot of people. She took a lot of the works, put them together, and like helped edit this book. Okay. Right? She puts this book out, and immediately what Utah does best is they start spreading rumors. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gossiping. It grows and grows and grows to the point where like people are coming from all around to deface the real Jay. I'm not going to say his name. I, that's why I didn't want to say his name either. Okay. The real Jay, his headstone. Yeah. Because they're like, this is disgusting. Like, how could you? Da, 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 all these things. People are afraid. He's this huge urban legend. Yeah. I know at one point in the books, it's alleged that they hang out at this abandoned school. Yeah. That thing, so many Utah youth start going to, messing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So in not only did this family lose their son, which is terribly tragic, mm-hmm. and if you're struggling with that, there are resources. Please go find them. Mm-hmm. But uh, they lose their son, and then all of a sudden, their son is turned into the psych. This villain. Yeah, like devil-worshipping person. And we don't know how much of that is accurate. We don't. I like to also believe the parts in the journal where he talked about wanting to get right uh-huh. were some of them were probably his. Yeah. Because well, he wasn't like this terrible person. Obviously, I'm the one who read the whole book. And like to me, it doesn't seem like he's just this terrible person, just got in over his head on some things that he couldn't control. Okay. So they lose their family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to believe the good parts. A lot of this is fictionalized. Only 21 out of 200 are actually from his stuff. Yeah. And in order to combat this, his brother who witnessed his brother grow through his life and then eventually leave this life mm-hmm. by his own hand wants to combat some of the urban legends that are growing and the mis- mistru- mistruths about his brother. So his brother put out a book. It's called A Place in the Sun, The Truth Behind Jay's Journal. So his brother puts out that book. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a really quick blurb, and this person, I haven't read this book, but what they said about it, they were like, dude, Jay was a normal kid going through normal things. He might have done a couple things that were like superstitious, but it's not as intense as what they were saying. They said the weirdest thing he kind of did was him and his girlfriend had a fake wedding in a graveyard. Yeah. And it was because there's a statue in that graveyard that brought her a lot of peace So they decided to do a fake wedding where they held hands for a minute and then left. Mm -hmm. And that was like the most freaky thing Jay, the real Jay did. Yeah. So anyway, who knows? We don't know. And that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know which parts were legitimate, which parts were not. Um, But this whole story put together, like it definitely touches on a lot of topics that are very real Uh to a lot of people. And a lot of topics that also are very triggering as well. Dude, and that same pattern you said of just like things that went down. Do you remember the story I shared very early in 3 a.m. about um, being a foot soldier for Satan? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many parallels. And that, that story came to us from Australia. Yeah. And I don't think they had ever heard of Jay's journal. No. But a lot of things you were saying and the dialogue Raul was using is same exact thing. Yeah. And I got mad chills when you were talking. I was like, holy shit. Dude, yeah, that whole part had me just in chills. This story, uh, I found a I found a blog written a piece written in 2004, this tiny indie blog. This girl went to BYU in the 90s and learned about Jay's journal there in college and uh was fascinated by the story and looked into it and kind of reiterated a lot of what we were just talking about, like what's fact, what's fiction. Uh, She did say one thing that we didn't touch on yet, but this, uh, like the chaos that ensued from this story. How sensational um, stuff. Really uh, caused a disruption in their family. And uh, the parents ended up divorcing because of it. Oh. So... I didn't even know that. Like there were still obviously real life like consequences. Uh, consequences. Dude, and it's like you just lost your son. Now you have to deal with this. It's like, yeah. That is yeah. terrible. Uh, here's the thing though. We don't know what was, what wasn't. And it sounds like she took a lot of source material from other people she was meeting. So like 
What I did hear is when they went asking questions when they were writing this book, people were terrified to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And when they could get a kid to talk, the kid basically was just like, for your safety, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. Like that's how scared people were of what was going on. I do have a lot more information on all of the events that led up to this that I wanted to share with our patrons. And obviously the people who are listening and watching this Twitch with us right now. Are we going to let it rip or are we going to do it afterward? Go, dude. All right. Lucky y'all. Lucky y'all. Any primers in chat? Okay. This is not going to last forever. We're going to find out a solution soon to this. So if you're not a patron right now or a Twitch sub, you get this for free. Hey, yo. Let's go. Okay. So like I said at the beginning... Well, I saw, so let's just address something. Okay. High key, this is so unethical. Is she referring to us or the probably the author? Just want to make sure. We're trying to be ethical. We are trying to. We want I'm to be only respectful. sharing information that I've gleaned from this book. Yeah. Uh, the It was a reply to another comment saying, Loki sounds like that lady capitalized on his death a bit, which is so tragic. That poor family. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we don't. Yeah. We're not trying to like. <laughs> exploit or anything really just share this story i don't know have we uh <laughs> we're, we're charging eight quarters for this okay actually well anyone who's on twitch right now you get this for free yeah. unless you already subbed then like sorry <laughs> uh, dude even beatrice's wiki american therapist and mormon youth consultant or counselor who was known for producing books uh purporting to be real diaries Mm -hmm. of troubled teenagers anyway yeah dude honestly though it kind of sorry let's continue no no no. what were you gonna say it kind of i could i could see them wanting to push the narrative of satanic panic and this is like a perfect way to fuel that fire like the perfect way yeah so there could have been monetary incentives or like or just like an overall like fame incentive, like I don't fame know. incentive. We're trying to push a narrative in general back in the 1970s. Anyways, like I was saying, this whole story that climax and ultimately him taking his own life didn't begin there in this journal, in this book. Um, Jay. Damn. Yeah, that's it for me tonight, though. That was very, that was pretty heavy. It was, it was honestly really fake. Not real at all. Dude, just totally not the realest ever. That is all fake (laughs) for my sanity and drive home. You going to be okay, dude? No, dude. This is like the one thing that gets me. And this one hits so close to home, literally, where I don't live. drive through PG, dude. <laughs> we can we can call each other. Yeah, we might yeah, on just, the way home, <laughs> and then my phone will die I think, again. Oh, that did. Do you have a charger once. in your car? Where's your phone at right now? Okay, good. Where's your phone at? Remember when DJ's phone would go from eighty and we'd watch it go to like one percent, and it <laughs> yeah. would stay on one percent like, for like three hours. Charge your phone. <laughs> uh, what a fun game! What a fun time! How long is your story? Because we are. This is it's. A I, I, it's, it's quick. Okay. I'll okay. Make it quick. Um, dude, thank you so much. This is, uh, wild. dude, it was a nut freaking chat. Hopefully you're doing well. What we need to do, dude, is get like a smudge emoji to clear the air, dude. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Yes, we do. A little sage. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. What do they got for us? Let's go through it. 
Brittany's back. So apparently, did she hear that? Brittany, I'm so sorry. This one's going to be hard to edit. And if you need me to tag team and help edit, I 100% will. I tried to tell it as straight through as possible to make it easy for editing, too. Oh, yeah. So you can just Just honestly just skip my story. Yeah. 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 Uh, Someone said it was hilarious. Uh, No, because Tina can right off. I love Charlie whispering to himself. First of all, didn't know I was doing that. That's not good. <laughs> I'm afraid, <dude. laughs> Don't like that. Uh, this is probably one of the heaviest stories I think I've heard on the pod. Yes, that poor kid. I yes. agree, yeah. I hope he found peace. Me too. We all do. Uh, good, Sean. I'll take it from here. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. This is Sean's therapy, LOL. It dude, really is. Y'all dude. are funny. Uh... The hold teenage girls have on teenage boys. Damn. Yeah, and vice versa. Dude, it's weird that we glorify. This is such a tangent. But, like, young love is dumb. It, yeah. Young love is goofy. And we, like, glorify it and fantasize it so hard. I don't know if just in the West, but that's all I know. But, like. I would say it's equally. Romeo and Juliet. Equally, so yeah. dramatic. Not something that we should, like, talk about or learn. It's like, dude, y'all were so dramatic. Y'all ended y'all self because. Yeah. You're, like, 14 and it's the first time you. It's just, like, I don't know. Your first loves are always insanely hard. Yeah. And you're so dumb. It's like you're just so invested, and you have and, such a lack of perception of like, and time. so just tunnel visioned as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and this happened to him, and it kind of just plus the him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez Louise. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So, young love. It's cor- it's crazy. Yeah. If that dude <laughs> at Tembo said. Uh, if you really loved me, you'd drink cow's blood. That should be <laughs> on Valentine's Day, something we say. Oh, shit, dude. That was probably said. Like, oh, my gosh. If that was said, like, or if that was if that was real, then that was said. <laughs> Brittany really agrees with our sentiments on young love. <laughs> Here's God, the thing. I am permanently scarred because of young love and now remain single for the rest of my life. So, I mean, yeah. And now Sean's- I'm... F- like voodooed from Charlie's story because of it. I'm in the corner right now, too. It's your you picked that spot. <laughs> well, initially I was like right here, and there were three people, and I wasn't in a corner. Now I'm gonna I am in the corner. Yeah, you're, you're screwed. God damn it. Sorry, dude. Okay. <coughs> All right. Take it. Thanks, home, for, thanks for holding it down. Yeah, yeah. So let me run through this. Uh the story comes from a listener. Uh She's from Alexandria, Virginia, and she says this is a story of Crazy Mike. I've never met him personally. Sounds crazy. Sounds Mike. Never met him personally, but he uh, had ties to my older brother and became pretty good friends with him at one point and uh, some of my cousins. And one of the first stories that I heard about, about Crazy Mike was... My brother, who we'll call Kyle, uh, is walking to the store, sees Crazy Mike walk out with one of Crazy Mike's friends. Crazy Mike's friend, my brother doesn't like. Kyle doesn't like Mike's friend. And uh, there's some beef going on, so they uh, call each other out, start to fight. To my brother's surprise... Crazy Mike takes my side 
and goes in on his friend. What the? <laughs> crazy Mike is is homies with it's my brother Kyle, and I guess in the spur of the moment decided that his allegiance in uh, between those two people was my brother. Dude, so many calculations going on. I am chaos. Beats the shit out of this dude. Man, he was just him. chilling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what did you say? Yeah. yeah. They're like sharing a Slurpee. And then he's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Slurpee. It's like the video where the dude pulls up all mad. And he's like, <laughs> you fat you piece of bacon. <laughs> piece of bacon to the kid in the back. He's like, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? But that's uh, that's the first story that she heard of Crazy Mike. Is like, okay, he sounds pretty crazy. <laughs> can we can we trust this dude? <laughs> yeah. His loyalty is slippery. Uh, crazy Mike has another friend. Uh, this dude will call Thomas. Thomas is a homie. Uh, crazy Mike comes from a really troubled background, and uh, Thomas is usually there for him, tries to help him out in any way he can. Uh, crazy Mike one day uh, sa- asks Thomas. Uh, if you can spot him for a pack of ciggies and Thomas is not in the mood for it or uh, might think that crazy Mike is like taking advantage of him at this point. Like something has happened over and over where Thomas finally like puts his foot down and says, no, says, no, not today. Sorry, dude. Mike doesn't like that. Keeps pestering Thomas. Dude, just give me a pack. I need it right now. Thomas responds, no, dude. <laughs> Sorry, no, no is no right now. Keeps pestering him. Mike's not having it. And uh, tells him off. He's like, buy me a pack of cigarettes right now. Bitch, no, Thomas responds. So they start calling each other out and uh, said, let's go. Trade knuckles. They go to a nearby park, a wooded park, and they start fighting. Uh, all their friends are there. That's really good. They're, they like traveled, took the drama away. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. Well, what happens is it was uh, at, like at the store. Uh, the manager of the store, like it started becoming chaotic. So the manager of the store mm-hmm. told them, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So they go to the wooded park and uh, all the friends are like, yeah, yeah, like deck it up. <laughs> Virginian, fight, fight, I know. Fight. Ain't nobody loyal out here. Yeah. Uh, he get him crazy, Mike. He leaves. <laughs> crazy Mike leaves Thomas uh, bleeding. Oh, and uh, just half, I guess, incapacitated on the ground. And should have bought the pack of cigs. Doesn't stop there. Warn me if I need to stop making jokes so I look, don't look like an asshole in a minute. <laughs> As his friends start to walk away, they think it's over. Ah, shit. Mike says to his friends, I think brother Kyle is there. Mike says to them, that's not it. I'm going back. I'm finna catch a body today. Oh, Mike, no. Oh, not worth it. Is, dude. Friends laugh it off. They go to... Homegirl who shared this story, they go to their cousin's house. He goes back and he returns and he's crying. Crazy Mike's sobbing. He says, I f***ed up. I did something bad. This is so heavy. Fast forward. Brother Kyle and Crazy Mike are in jail together. For, For what transpired or different things? 
Homegirl says, my brother Kyle, unrelated to this incident, went to jail uh, for ac- uh, for manslaughter. Accidentally shot and killed one of his close friends while playing with with their gun. And soon after, became cellmates with Crazy Mike for that day fighting Thomas. What had happened was Crazy Mike... Trigger warning. Violence. Death. Ended up stabbing Thomas, uh, I think, over over a dozen times. Uh, I think it was like close to 30 when they found Thomas's body in the wooded park. Like there, like rumors started and uh, people started talking about like how like it was a satanic ritual, uh, blood everywhere. Uh, the body was was mutilated and and that that was uh, that was a story of, of crazy Mike. At the very end of uh, her submission, Homegirl says, that Thomas begged for his life one last time, apparently, before Mike finished him off, just to like add to the darkness of the story, and uh, told that to my brother Kyle in jail. And Kyle told me like more of the details of of that. And Crazy Mike and my brother Kyle were homies in jail. They stayed friends, or at least cordial, until Mike pulled a shank on some guy and, sh- and stabbed him in the cafeteria. Uh, and ended up getting transferred to another jail. If you don't believe me, you can look up Michael Norman Powell to read the articles oh. about it. So that's crazy, Mike. And holy hell, there's all these news articles about it. Uh, okay, and be this is careful it what you show. This is just the article, but damn, or one of the articles it was one of the first ones that I pulled up. Dude, how do true crime podcasters do it? This shit is so heavy, and they be devouring it. Bro, this may be like one of the heaviest nights of stories we've had in a minute. Wait, is there is there any more, any close, any wrap-up? That's it. That's it. Crazy, crazy Mike. Short, not so sweet, but Yo. crazy Mike. Damn. That's heavy. He was sentenced to 10 years. 10 years? That seems pretty short. Yeah. He stabbed more times than 10. I feel like you should get like five years per stab. Five years I per know. stab? Yeah. What, dude, how many years is Ghostface going to prison, dog? Oh, from screen. What's, what's, the, uh, <laughs> what's the math on that? Yeah. It was 30 times, 10 years. I do math. One, one Wait, year for well, three how stabs. Many stabs. I thought four, it was 12. Four, four months. Four months for one stab. Oh, like what he actually got? Yeah, yeah okay. I thought you were talking about like. I think it was 30 stabs I read. Oh, f- four, four months per stab. Dude, that's a bargain. Dude, yeah, you're getting, you're getting <laughs> off. They're running deals over in Virginia. <laughs> I am not going to Virginia. You really got off, yeah, yeah, on that. All right. Damn. But, yeah, thank you for sending in that story. Uh, that was wild. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're good. I'm finna go and watch like some Disney something right now. Yeah, how do we? We gotta clear the air, so we gotta tell something. We gotta, uh, we gotta listen to Smash Mouth. Well, I I have a I have a <laughs> I have an incredible story. An incredible story. Yeah. What's up? Over the week, the weekend, weekend? last week, it happened. 
What? What? I was finally recognizing. <laughs> no, you Hell were not, yeah, dog. No, you were. Let me, Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Yeah, what happened, dog? Say, say it. So, like, DJ and I, we were out and about. We just pulled off this hilarious joke on all of Utah <laughs> where we tricked him and told him the rock was coming. And so we were like, dude, we need to reward ourselves. Let's go get some tacos. So we went to a taco place, and I hear it faintly. From 3 a.m. Some kid's just yelling. Runs up and he's wearing 3 a.m. shirt. And not only, oh. not, not just runs, but runs across State Street, which oh. is like the biggest Damn. street in Utah Valley. It's hey, like I six lanes. I recognize you. <laughs> and you're standing you. next to DJ and he didn't recognize you. He, he actually ran up and said, Can you, I, can who, you, please can you move? move out of the way? <laughs> yeah, Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, so I was recognized. Oh, it finally gosh, happened, guys. And it was as good as I thought it would yeah. always be. And then and then we all went back to the office that did too. Oh, damn, Because <laughs> it might have been a coworker. I still haven't been. I had to hey, fake but my he own. he was recognizing you outside of work. Does that count? Yeah, I don't Abs- know, absolutely not, dog. <laughs> I, I'm still at negative two. I don't care. I, I don't this. care. Here's the thing. I, yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> That's that's good one. <laughs> and with that, dude, we love you all. Thank yeah. you. Uh, this has been a, a lengthy episode. Uh, lots of technical dif- difficulties. That's going to be the worst. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Brittany. to work with. Uh, but we will see you all soon. Anything else from anyone else? I don't think so. Negative. Appreciate all of you. Keep sending in your stories. Send them into our IG or our website, the3ampodcast.com. Follow us on all socials at the3ampod. Go to patreon.com slash the3ampod if you want to become a patron eight, eight quarters a month. And real quick update. We let all our patrons know, but we'll be making the VODs video on demand uh, for all you non-Twitch uh, viewers uh, available for all the Twitch subscribers and for our patrons. So these episodes will be, these VODs are raw, unedited, uncut, early releases of our episodes. We're supposed to wait 24 hours until we can put it on another platform. So once that's over, we'll download it, upload it to Patreon, and uh, make it available on Twitch for Twitch subscribers and for patrons Start uh, for all tiers. For now. So, for now. <laughs> yeah, All tiers for now. So for yeah, $2 a month, you can get access to this bonus story tonight and any other bonus story we've ever shared. And you can watch episodes like f- several days early, unedited, yeah. raw. With more, yeah, unedited, more, so content. more content. Totally. Yeah. yeah, trying to bring more value to uh, the people who support us uh, monetarily. Shout out all of our top tier patrons, the 3 a.m. patrons. Mm-hmm. They are producers of the pod. Shout them out. Shout out. Uh, with that, trust your gut. Uh, trust. Uh, watch, your uh, watch your back. Bye, lo- <laughs> bye, love you. Be safe. Yeah. Be careful. You're out really there. bought into yeah, your slogan, dude. We're we're, uh, <laughs> we're tripping. I don't know if we're gonna be okay making it home tonight. Signing out. Salute. But see y'all. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is 
the 3 a.m. pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men, and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth, and together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes by Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahida's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew. But after reading police reports, it became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahida Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two-year-old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss? Nahida is missing. Every week we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us November 7th to hear Nahida's story.